is Brock and Salk. I don't read the internet, guys. Take the bull by the hands. On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airline Studio. And Brooke Roy, you are. And Brooke, you are. Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Salk. Mora, in the, what, two and a half years now that we've worked together closely. Yeah. Have I ever asked you to do anything as annoying as what Brock asked you yesterday? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. That no, is a flat uh, you, lie. You used to always send stuff when it was yep. the Mike Salk show. You'd lie. be like, hey, uh, Liar. Russell yep. Wilson said this. How can we uh-huh. make that funny? How right. can we make it funny? Or you'd like, well, that was challenging. This, this commercial is funny. How can we turn that? You just always were like, how can we turn this into a funny bit? And I'm like, all, I'm not an SNL writer. I asked writer. Justin to do that <laughs> because I wouldn't expect you to be funny ever. That's right. That was <laughs> oh, 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 my gosh. Who comes, who comes up with the bits on this show most of the time? Oh, that's true. Oh you, actually, to be honest. It's mostly Mora. <laughs> no, but you just constantly were like, hey, this could be funny. How can we make yeah, it I was funny? Trying to that help. Was I was trying to help. I was trying to help you guys. Yeah, I was trying to put you in the like, right direction. Uh, I don't know. Brock asked you to make nine cuts yesterday <laughs> sure from a 45-second clip. 90 seconds. Thank you. It was a minute <laughs> well, just 29. just like how Brock turns into, like, coach mode. Like, he listened to that clip that I think Jake Garcia put online of, uh, mm-hmm. of Jed Fish, okay. where yep. it started with the I, I like NFL more than NIL. Yep. And I wonder uh, – in. In that uh, 90 seconds, how, how many how many clips you can pull from that? Like, almost like he was trying to coach me up. More like, like I one. challenge you to find yes. as many cuts as you can <laughs> in here. I've and got I'm like, one. I don't, what do you... Well, here we go. I have nine me? cuts that uh-huh. Brock wanted. They are, none are longer than six complete. seconds. Yep. So mm-hmm. let me, let me run through. Well, do you want well, me to run through all of them at no, once, no, no, Brock, no, no, or do you uh, want to uh, react uh, to each one? Hold on one second. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I heard a couple of little catchphrases. Sounds like you heard more than me. So then I took it upon <laughs> as a challenge. I mean, that was like a little, you know. He I, gave I, me a challenge that I was like, eh. Yeah, I'm, said, I'm not curious. interested in he this didn't challenge. Like I said, curious, how many snippets and her sound bites can you create out of those 90 seconds? And Moore and I on our side thread were like two. I don't know. I heard a couple little catchphrases. <laughs> Sounds like you heard more than me. Brock's like, it's not a catchphrase. It's a philosophy. Goodness gracious. It's not a slogan. So then, yeah, maybe annoyingly so, I typed out nine different uh-huh. bites. Well, you said it's, he's appealing to Gen Z. I guess right. that's not yep. me. Let me, uh, let me, let me play the hero. Brock's nine clips. In 90 seconds. From Jed Fish. Yeah, I mean, I, I think NFL is a lot more important than NIL. There's one. Uh, the difference of some programs is they want to, you know, sell it. You know, we can tell it. That one rhymes. Forget mm-hmm. their 14 years or seven years of coaching experience in it. They have 40 years or 36 years of living in it. I don't see what in the world that would qualify as a cl- uh, Okay. Mm-hmm. We can tell these kids what it looks like, what it feels like, what to expect. You think that's a f- like a phrase? Keep going. Okay. Yeah, What's real you. money look like? Not NIL money, but actually the real money, the real salaries. Okay. Um, the opportunity to get a second contract and make 10x what you ever, 20x, 30x what you ever dreamt of making uh, on a college program. I like his use of X. We mm-hmm. hope that not only does our messaging hit, but we hope our scheme hits. Okay. And that when the NFL watches our games, which they all will, they will see what it looks like um, at the collegiate level to run NFL scheme. So that's nine different hits. Think of Pete Carroll, Mora, when you cut up Pete Carroll, when you cut up the, you know, some of the other shows that we have, you will sit there for two and a half minutes trying to find an endpoint. correct? He just gave you nine zingers, as I call them, just nine points of emphasis. And that is how you have to communicate with today's, today's college football players. 
I'm not going to characterize and say every Gen Z are out there, but you better immediately, you better not hum and hum and, and walk around and you better get right to the point and get to it in a hurry. And I think you see from that why it took Troy Dannon 45 minutes to figure out when time was absolutely of the essence and I can't screw around and I talked to two or three coaches and boom, within 45 minutes, this is my guy. Mm. Because whether you like it or not, and I think you know my opinion on this, it's going to much more fall on the ladder if not. This is today's college sports and college football. This is the portal. This is NIL. This is recruiting. This is 365 days a year, as he said. They're going to have to go at it in the most manic way, so they'll have the best recruiting class in the history of the school in 2025. And if you want to be a tremendous recruiter, Salk, you know what you do? I got 90 seconds, man. Right? Elevator pitch. An elevator pitch. When I'm on the elevator, I got, you know, on the elevator here, I get to explain to you my business plan. And you better do it, and you better do it concisely, and you better do it in, in a way that hits. And right now, you know what hits for players? NIL, NFL. How are you going to get me there? How are you going to get me mine right now? And then how are you going to get me to the to the league? Uh, the and difference you, of some programs is they want to, you know, sell it. You know, we can tell it. And he will tell it. And you see why he was a tremendous recruiter at Arizona. It's a hard job. Sorry, C. Raj. It is. Right? It, it was pretty desolate for a long time. Mm-hmm. Really hard. Really hard to, to win there. And a bunch of coaches ran through there, and, and he took it over, and it was, it was barren. It was not what he has in the cupboards here. Where right now he's got about 65 guys on scholarship, and he's got some really good players, and they should be competitive next year. Should they compete for a playoff spot? Probably not. But we'll see what the portal looks like in April. They're going to win eight, nine games in the Big Ten next year, I think. I think eight is a very fair number. But a year from now, two years from now, he's going to be competing for a playoff spot because Mm -hmm. he knows how to sell. And uh, Kalen DeBoer knew how to coach. He knew X's and O's. And he inherited a bunch of talent. But he got a lot out of it. A lot out of it. Which is more important at the college level right now, selling or scheming? Well, we're going to have a, a wonderful story to watch in two different places. One in Tuscaloosa that can scheme it and one in Seattle that I think, and you have to do both. I mean, the answer is both. You can't be exclusively just one or the other. You can't. If Kalen DeBoer is going to be in the, in the outside of the top 25 recruiting classes at Alabama Salk, he won't win. He won't win against Ole Miss and Georgia and LSU and everybody down there. He, you know, he's going to have to be better than that. He's going to have to be in the top 10, top 15. If Jed Fish is in the top 15, top 10, if he's going to have the best recruiting class in the history of the program and he's going to have a top five class, guess what? He'll scheme well enough to win. Hmm. So what are you looking at? Me? Why, why are you giving more of that look? I'm not, I'm not looking at more. We got visitors here uh, okay. and uh, she's looking at me. And so uh-huh. got a little distracted by uh, the boss lady kind of walking. I wasn't oh. sure if we were in trouble. Oh, nice. I thought maybe she was going to ask me to come out to her house, change a light bulb or something. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I'm just sort of just trying to cover all my bases. And it's been a weird morning, as you know. I want to make sure everything is OK. So. Do you are you buying Joe Jet? I told you when we I'm had buying it to Friday. a point. I I I I understand your point. I think you're reaching a little bit with some of these. I didn't hear nine, but I might have heard two and three. I, I might have heard two or three quick like, hey, they can sell it. We can tell it. I like that. Like I I think that's an elevator pitch that he can give to a young. They got nil. I got NFL. Yeah, and and very clearly he set up a larger philosophy that he's boiled down to a couple of words that says, Mm -hmm. look, we're not going to win with NIL money. So how are we going to beat Michigan and Ohio State? Or even if we're not going to beat them, some of the other programs we're going to be competing against in the Big Ten, it's got to be with the ability to send them to the NFL. 
Because you're not going to – Michigan and Ohio State are going to beat you on both those departments. Well, by the way, I don't know about that. I think he's going to work incredibly hard that their NIL money – he's not saying, he, hey, we're he, not NIL. I I, but you, he's trying to sell it the other way. He's doing a little bit of both because he's trying to get Mr. Ballmer and Mr. Gates and Mr. Carroll and Mr. Belichick and all of them think involved. they're going to really give money to – like, do you think Bill Gates now is going to become a big college football donor? I don't know. Has it been pretty good for Phil Knight? For has it? 15 or 20 but years Phil for his Knight legacy? Has always wanted that. I mean, like. Understood. But has, has it, have you ever seen a side of, 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 of Bill Gates that says he really wants to be involved with having a legacy in college football? I don't know. Have you? Mr. Mr. I have not, but okay. I've seen Mr. Bomber very involved in But they're sport. two different people. Bomber, I'll understand. Okay, if Bomber wants to get involved, all right. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it strikes me that after all of the years of people wondering, hey, will Bill Gates ever be involved in sports? Will he buy this mm-hmm. team or that team? Like, mm-hmm. he's never shown any interest. And at this point, he seems to be more interested in divesting a lot of his yeah. money rather Life's than making more of it. twists and turns for Mr. Gates as well. So maybe there is an opportunity. Right. It's taken some funny True. little turns here over the last couple of years. So is there an opportunity to change some of that narrative? Hmm. I think that uh, Mr. Fish will look for every opportunity he can. I'm not going to make the joke that I want to make. I'm just going to go to break. I'll be right Appreciate back. It. It's Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. I thought we had all agreed that once Ryan Grubb told the Red Elephant Club that he was going to be a offensive coordinator down there in Alabama, that uh, that was dead in terms of him coming here to Seattle. Mm-hmm. And then Brady Henderson comes on and is like, not so fast. Maybe he's just lying to them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or maybe that's just on the schedule and on the calendar, and I've got to tell them that, hey, I'm your offense coordinator. Right. And until Mike McDonald and John Schneider make a decision, and man, you're the last one again. I guess Washington hired Dan Quinn after you hired Mike McDonald. They wanted Mike McDonald, and he ultimately said no to them and got mm-hmm. six years in Seattle. But that's what stood out to me about talking with Brady right there is they've talked to a lot of people, kind of like the Mike McDonald process. It's what they do. They turn over every stone. But come on, boys. Like, time is now of the essence. There is a lot to do on this to-do list. There is a lot of decisions about your roster. Right. There's a decision about your quarterback. There's a decision, by the way, that's just the coordinator. Right. Then the coordinator's yeah, got to hire the receiver coach, quarterback coach, the line coach, Brock. which is critical. As of today, right now, 9-18, who is going to be the offense coordinator of the Seahawks? No Ryan, idea. Ryan Grubb, Chip Kelly, the hockey player from Detroit, yep. or a name we don't know? Yeah. D. Probably a name we don't know. Really? So you think yeah. it's none of the above? I think it could be none of the above. I could, it could just as easily be none of the above as it could be any of those three guys. <laughs> Truly. And because, as Brady said, they've been talking to others. News came out today. Brian Johnson, someone that they had talked to in this process, becomes a QB coach. I mean, it's important. The coordinator is the most important hire this guy is going to make. But that's not it. Then the O-line coach is the next biggest hire. How many o how much time in this market did we talk about Mike Solari and Tom Cable and a lot, a lot? Because Andy if that's Dickerson your team, who just uh, signed to Cleveland. If that Cleveland? is, if that is your, if if your team is a line of scrimmage team, then guess what? Your offense coordinator and your O line coach are the biggest hires. And I'll say it again: time is of the essence. Here's the second thing you need to. Speaking know. of time being of the essence, we're uh, almost time for the. Mariners players, specifically the pitchers and catchers, to report to Peoria. We'll talk to Shannon Dreyer about that coming up in 10 minutes. They did make another small move yesterday. Signed Jackson Smith and Jigba's brother 
Kanan Smith and Jig, but G. Scott breaking the news yesterday. I don't know how he was able to do that. Must have a lot of connections inside that Mariner organization to break that. Mm-hmm. Um, kids and outfielders kind of bounced up and down between the majors and AAA, but that's pretty cool to bring his his uh, brother in here to Seattle. Um, they're also uh, sent out their spring training major league invites. Harry Ford and Cole Young, sort of the two bigger minor league guys who are going to get invitations. I don't think either one has a likely opportunity to make this team. Mm-hmm. Certainly not out of spring. I mean, this roster looks kind of set, right? I mean, like, when you look at it, assuming no injuries, which is obviously a dumb assumption, but there are no spots open on the Major League roster for position players. Mm -hmm. There are probably no spots open in terms of starting pitchers. Maybe Brian Wu, if there was somebody who came out and beat him out, okay, maybe. And then, yeah, you got a couple of bullpen arms, and that's it. Yep. Yeah, a little different even in that regard compared to last year. And I'll just say this over the last few weeks, it sure feels like that these guys they've signed and some invited to major league camp can run. Mm-hmm. Right, the, the little guy out of Kansas City that can just absolutely flat out run. Bliss is a tremendous athlete. They traded for it at the deadline last year, did a great job, mm-hmm. stole what, over 50 bags uh, last season as well. These these guys got We're sure hoping we might see Class A. Is he, on the, he might be on the 40 man, so he may be getting a uh, an, an automatic invitation mm-hmm. to Major League Camp, uh, Jonathan Class A, so he can really run. And then obviously yeah. still Haggerty and more. Excited to see uh, Luke Rayleigh, and, and he's supposed to be pretty athletic for his size. So, yeah, hopefully an athletic team that the Mariners will throw out there. Here's the third thing you need to know. I mean, my third thing you need to know, we kind of just covered, but that's uh, Brock's obsession with Jeff Fish. Jed Jed, Fish, excuse me. What is wrong with you? I told you. You better not go. I'm telling you right now. You better not go home and watch the waste management open for two, three hours, find another light bulb that needs to be replaced, all of a sudden running around, then you Uber with the kids. I have to drive no to the airport again. twice today. Goodness gracious. I have to tw- I have twice I have to drive to the airport. I'm sorry. I really am sorry. Jeff Mike, Fish? I don't know. Jeff? Jeff Fisher. Mike Johnson? Jeff Brian? Fisher. Yeah, Mike Johnson's the Speaker of the House. Jeepers. Jeff Fisher? Jed Fish? My buddy Joel Damon, by the way, two under through 10 right now. Yeah. Yes. Oh, actually, just birdied. Three under. I'm sorry, man. Three under through 11 for Joel. He is leading the waste management right now. Let's go. Up at night, just hacking. Doing the best I can. That's everything you need to know. Is it honestly? Is it because of kind of you've got to figure out dietary wise? I don't know what's going on. I I mean, jokes aside, I am actually like a little concerned just because with puppies, if things go wrong, you kind of have to be a little careful. So probably end up taking her to the vet today, so I won't get the sleep that I'm I'm hoping for. But um, yeah, I'm just you know she's a little diary, which is fine, but a little worried about the sort of hacking up a lung in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know it's like when you're when you got a baby comes with newborns for sure. Yeah, for for sure. Just got to be a little extra careful. And she is sweet though, man. During the day, she is a just ridiculously awesome pup. She is so much fun. I mean, you know that Wendell never walked more than one block in his life. Even when he was young? Yeah, no chance. When he was young, he wanted, I mean, he was better at it when he was older. He'd oh. look at you like there is no bleeping way I am taking another look at my step. Short little legs. That's right. Mm-hmm. This dog, she ran like four or five blocks with me yesterday Sheesh. and didn't like didn't break a sweat. She didn't even pant when she was done. Wow. She's just like 
Yeah, I'm good. You want to keep yeah. running? I was like, oh, my God. She got that and, intuition. She's uh, looking at her owner going, he needs to he run. He needs to run, yeah. Yes, but does. then she, uh, but then she'll curl up with you, and just she's so sweet. Like, I really, really like her already. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, she's hacking up a lung in the middle of the night. It was disgusting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Heather and I were up. We're cleaning up poop. We're dealing with vomit. Yeah. It was sort of like being a being a parent of a young kid again. Um, all right, Shannon's going to come join us. Good. We're gonna talk some baseball. Good. I hope she ready. Is she kind of ready for this? Do you feel like her turning? I kind of think so. I yeah, I think she's so. taken her last little bit of like gonna see the fam and all that, mm-hmm. and then uh, she'll go hunker down in Peoria to get herself yep. ready. Uh, Do you mean is she ready for us to come be roommates <laughs> with her, or is she ready for the season? I mean, why wouldn't she be ready for that, right? I mean, Brock and I don't actually come live with her, so right, it's pretty right, easy. Right, it's right. not like she's got me and Brock there driving no, her crazy. It's the best part of the show, just you and Justin. <laughs> right, exactly. Yes. So I think she gets pretty excited about that. We'll talk to Shadel next. It's Brock and Salk Sales Sports on 710. You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. It's been a weird day, not going to lie. It's been kind of a... Kind of a chippy day here on the Brock and Salk Show. If you uh, missed any of it, you can go back and, uh, you know, just download the podcast episode, the on-demand. You can find it at CLSports.com or Apple or Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. If you are a regular 930 listener, you may want to make sure you're here on Monday as we will talk to new head coach Mike McDonald from the Seahawks. He'll join us uh, Monday morning at this time, 930. We'll be down there for that interview. Can't wait for that. Uh, a couple days after that, what, two days after that, the Mariners pitchers and catchers will be reporting for duty in PR. Shannon will be there a couple days later, and she joins us right now, our Mariners insider, Shannon Dreyer. Hi, Shannon. How are you? Well, how are you? Like, awesome. It's getting real close to baseball time. Like, this, let's go time. I'm excited. So on your calendar, is this, is, Shannon, on your calendar, is this like circled like with a big heart? Like, I got to make the most of this last <laughs> weekend of Day. my I mean, life. of course it's got a heart. Yeah. I got to really take advantage of it? Or is it like, okay, I'm uh, at this point, I'm ready to go. Honestly, for the majority of the off season, I'm ready to go. But when you get into those two and three weeks before we go, then it's just absolute panic. And it's like, I don't have enough time and I can't do everything that I want to do. So uh, I'm a mess regardless. But once you get down there, all of that goes away. Yeah. And it's just the best place to be in the spring. It really is. Uh, let me ask you the question I asked Brock earlier, and that is to put yourself in the shoes of Scott Service when the entire group gets together in another week or so. And let's assume the Mariners don't make any other major additions between now and then, which I think is probably a safe assumption. How does Scott handle kind of the events at the end of last off at the end of last season, how this off season went? How do you think he will handle that with this group? I think it's been handled to be honest with you. I think that, uh, or I know that Scott has made trips to talk with players in the off season Uh, And it's not just young players. I mean, they go to see players work, and they also go to hang out and get to know some of the players better. I know that Jerry has seen a a number of the players this offseason, too. So I I think that dialogue has already taken place and was kind of ongoing. So uh, I I don't think that it's a huge thing. I think at this point you can look to your leaders, some who are brand new to the organization, and kind of hear you hear the excitement of uh, Mitch Garver when he talks about 
what the club is and the fact that he has played alongside Jorge Polanco and that he is coming from the Texas Rangers and he's known a lot of these guys, I think that will help. But I do think that he kind of handpicks who his leaders are going to be. And I think those conversations have been had. So at that point, it's going to, you know, there will be a tone that is set, but it'll be up to kind of, I think, the veterans to keep an eye out and just make sure that there really isn't anything lingering from that. I've compared Mitch Haniger a little bit to Bobby Wagner, probably not fair. Bobby's a Hall of Famer, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer, everything else is a player, but he left and he came back. I'm kind of curious, Shannon, just the role of leadership, the role of presence that you think Mitch Haniger will have in his return. Probably the same that he had before, and his leadership is more about presence. It is more follow the example and just kind of be in awe of what he does to get ready and his focus and how probably an eye out for whatever he's into any kind of new innovative training anything so he's somebody that i think guys just automatically go to in a clubhouse because of his experience because of the respect for him that has been earned because of the work that he has but he also i think did show two years ago down the stretch he did show some fire he was a little bit more outwardly uh vocal and a little Mm -hmm. bit you know showed some um you know, just showed some expression and some emotion. So I'm kind of curious to see where he is at that because he is, you know, another year older. He's got another rough season under his belt. He's had more injuries that he has had to endure. But there's one thing that's certain is he is a competitor. And there's a reason that they called him captain. Mm. That And that was his teammates. He's the captain is what they called him. Or he's our superstar. Now, I think JP has probably earned that title. And I think Cal is kind of moving toward that as well. But, you know, this is our hero. This is our superstar. This is our kind of Superman who, who goes and does everything he possibly can do. So I, I don't think that he'll be much different from that. And uh, I know, who was it? We talked to somebody on the hot stove show. It might have been Garver. Um, was very interested to see what he did. He didn't know Hanniger well, but he knew the reputation of Hanniger. And when you have guys that are like that, uh, it, it can be really be, you know, that they like to break things down, like to really get into the training, hmm. like the numbers. Uh, the curiosity was there. And, I, you know, you could tell that he'd seen him across the field, but I'm sure he's going to study him up close, too. Do you see, by the way, that he's deleted his Twitter account? Uh, Mitch? Yeah, or- Mitch. Which Mitch? Which Mitch? Mitch Hanniger. <laughs> Sorry, let me let's be clear. Mitch Hanniger. Yeah, I just happened to notice that I was kind of curious, uh, you know, what what he had been writing, et cetera, as as we were thinking about him, and just noticed that he he's probably much happier, <laughs> I would think. But I, it did strike me that he deleted that thing. Well, I don't think a lot of folks actually use the Twitter anymore in, in the sport. They kind of take everything to Instagram and to yeah. other apps, and they have the Twitter. And I think that if you go and you look at it. Chances are this day you're going to see more that you don't like than you do like. And to Mitch and I think to other athletes, that just turns into noise. So I don't think that's really surprising. Shannon, who will we miss the most? Um, wow. You know what? This is, um, I don't think some people will want to hear this because they always kind of complained about him, particularly in the last year. I think they're going to miss Marco Gonzalez quite a bit. I think that the flexibility that he could have brought in depth and how he could have helped along those lines is just huge, that he was the guy for so many years or for the last few years that when you had a young Logan Gilbert come up and you had uh, a young Bryce Miller or a young George Kirby come up, he was the one who they would put in front of him because, you know what, Marco, we need seven from you tonight because we need bullpen for the young guy. And that was something that he could do. The other thing – and it's not a huge concern, but I think it bears watching, 
your pitchers are all very young with the exception of Luis Castillo. And you really don't have that leadership. Robbie Ray absolutely brought that. Uh, even when he was away from the team, there were calls, there were texts. Um, was somebody that I know that Scott service could lean on a little bit. And you heard guys talking about that. He had checked in uh, now within that rotation, you, you know, Luis is there. And I think he sets an example uh, by watching a little bit more, not very vocal, although Bryce Miller says that he is somebody that he really looks to. So there is that leadership, but I think that they could use a little bit more of it. And I think it hurts in that regard too, with no Marco. Mm-hmm. You mentioned, uh, you mentioned Bryce Miller. I know you guys talked to him on the hot stove uh, this week. What, um, what should we expect new from him this year? Well, I think you've probably seen it on social media. He uh, is bringing a new splitter into camp, and it used to be the joke that they bring in the new pitches and you never see them any again, but it's different now. That was before you could measure what that pitch was. Now you know exactly what that pitch does, and you know if it should play or not. So developing pitches in the off offseason, uh, usually there's a much higher likelihood that it is implemented when you get into the season. I do like what he said about it. He's not going to throw it a ton in spring training, and he's going to build up to it within season, you know, acknowledging that that is not the best pitch uh, for the arm, and you've got to be careful and build that arm up. But he struggled with lefties last year. That was his problem. You know, he set the world on fire in his first month, and then it was kind of downhill from there. And uh, the changeup wasn't working well for him. The sweeper wasn't working well for him, and he was basically left with two pitches for a lefty, they could sit fastball. The next thing you know, he's facing seven and eight of them in a game. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that was just fascinating in getting to know Bryce last year is he had some of the best post-game breakdowns that I've ever heard from a starter after mm-hmm. games. And it, it was apparent that he learned so much from his struggles and that he knew what was going on. But there's only so much you can do within a season to make changes so you could see the wheels turning with him Uh, i did notice on social media bryce is still on twitter that he really uh kind of hit it early in the off season he got to work very early he's been working out at a performance center in houston and also at texas a&m that's his alma mater and that's where max wainer went and he was kind of the pitching guru for the organization before taking the pitching coach job at Texas A&M. So I know that he's put in good work and I'm really curious to see what that looks like and how that translates. Yeah. Oh, you can just feel I it. Saw he's been swinging the bat a little bit too. I, he seemed very proud of himself uh, when he, he was looked, able to do with the bat. I, I thought he looked, I thought he looked good with the bat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah pinch hit duties. Maybe I can play third base. I mean, maybe that's a <laughs> Salk, Are you feeling what I'm feeling here? You feel it? Shannon's excitement. You could just yeah, feel it. bubbling <laughs> through. I mean, we're not in November. It is we're bubbling not in through. December. No. We're not in January. We are it's right February. here. Days away. Any um any of the young guys that were mentioned either yesterday in terms of uh, getting spring training in major league camp invites or anybody else who who we might see in camp that you know they're probably not going to start the year with the team. In fact, we we're just saying it doesn't look like there's a single open position player job on this major league team to start the year. But anybody that you want to get eyes on that you think could play a role at some point later this season. I'm not so sure on the position side. You, of course, have got um, Cole Irwin, who is going to be up, and I just totally messed up his name. But you've, you've got the young shortstop. We'll get our first look at him. We can't expect to see him this year, 
but you do, um, you know, he's they're one of their top prospects. He is moving quickly from everything we heard. He is in a position of need being an infielder, so I think that that will be interesting. Tyler Locklear is another name to keep an eye on, very advanced in his hitting, has got some pop, plays first base, and has moved quickly, but um, – it was supposed to move quickly. Uh, it was spent a good amount of the year out last year with an injury, but uh, could be one of the quick ones up when needed. So those are kind of the ones that I will mainly keep an eye on. If Marco's the guy we're going to miss the most, Shannon, is you evaluated and guessing or, or just um, expecting no more moves between now and next Wednesday, what has been your favorite move of the entire Mariners offseason? Wow. Um Well, I was thrilled that they were able to pull off the Polanco deal because I know that that was kind of the last piece that they thought really could uh, get them to where they really fit the lineup, really rounded it out both in the lineup and out in the field and what they were able to do and and move the platoon over to third base. So I think for me, that was probably, um, you know, it was great to see them have the success with that. Very intrigued by Mitch Garver, if you can keep him healthy. Uh, so I kind of have a, a co-A of one and two. And then we, of course, are going to keep an eye on Santos, even though even though his projections were adjusted after a flaw was found in, in computing it. Uh, he's still, you know, very uh, you know, live arm and really nice potential to kind of have that three-headed monster at the end of games. I think you're going to write those words a bunch this year. I know we're going to talk about them a whole lot. If you can keep them healthy, Mm -hmm. if you can stay healthy, this is the win healthy team. Yes. Maybe as much as I feel like going into it, that maybe as much as any team, and I know there were some older teams. I know Nelson, you know, that year with Nelson and Felix and the Macho Quattro and everything else, Robbie, you know, they were older guys, but it feels like maybe just because of the injury history of some of these, Shannon, can you remember going into a spring where it's like, oof, we stay healthy. We got a real shot, but boy, we got to really fight for health with this roster. A, a little here and there, but not to this extent. I mean, this is the key to the whole thing, isn't it? But <laughs> yes. the moves that they have made, there's a yeah. question with just about everybody health wise and those not like you take a look at a Luke Rayleigh, what he did last year and his first exposure. Is that what he really is? I mean, you can look and make a fight, you know, make a case for this just being a you know fantastically versatile, wonderful lineup that could do everything that they wanted their lineups to do the last couple of years. But uh, when you look at uh, Polanco having the health problems, Garver, you know, having a hard time getting over a hundred, I don't think they are relying on Mitch Hanniger for too many games. I think he's kind of bonus, kind of extra for them. They know him, but man, if if he can get 100 games, what does that look like? And even in the relievers, Santos had some troubles at the end of last year. Uh, it, it is all, I think, riding on the health. And, you know, if one player gets hurt, I'm not panicking, but if you're losing multiples of them, uh, then you go back to looking a lot more like you did last year with perhaps not as much strikeout, but of course, not as much power either. Last thing for you, Shane, we got just one minute. Um, I opened the show with this today and I, I felt very strange about it because I, I'm not a big Matt Chapman fan. Like I never really have been, but you look at what's available. You look at the needs of this roster and you look at the guy that is most likely, as Passon told us yesterday, to see his value never really take off before uh, before the season starts. Could there be any room to add a Matt Chapman before or soon after the season or spring training starts? 
Well, I mean, if you were looking at a one-year deal, I think it would be a no-brainer. You're this close with everything that you have right now, and if it is down to just one piece, I think it is. But you're not looking at a one-year deal with him, and if you are, he's not coming to Seattle. That's not going to help his offensive woes, or the chances will be much less that they are. So, I I mean, I can't see. He's going to be playing his 31 season last year. He's been on the decline uh, with the power the last year, year and a half, and and that's his game. He's not a a high average hitter. He's got to have power. Mm -hmm. And the defense uh, absolutely could be used. The infield defense, defense in general, I think you are taking a step backwards. Yeah, and and that could help, uh, you know, especially next to JP. And his kind of weakness is kind of moving uh, in that direction. So I, I think, yeah, I mean, it would be nice, but I'm not signing him to a five-year contract, Mm-mm. especially with what you have coming. Yeah. And I'm probably, I mean, if you could get him on like a Hanniger deal that he signed last year, maybe, but I don't think you can. Yeah. And then you throw in, that's where their strength is with their young players that are coming up. It, it's just, oh, it's go time. I, I don't see the right situation happening. It's, all, it's, it's go time. It's go time. It's go time. I mean, Shannon's always ready for on, baseball season. you can just, yeah. This is like when we went to Top Golf. She's just on it. She's ready. Her and Maura were like, yeah, yeah. let's roll. Yeah, lefty, by the way. Thing. Shannon, the lefty swing. Shannon, right. mm-hmm. thank you. Great stuff. Looking forward to next week. We'll talk soon. Yep, looking forward to the togetherness exercises, too. Brock can take us uh, <laughs> yep. to the golf range. Yes. And I'm taking Brock skating. Oh, wow. Whoa. Whoa. Ice skating? Whoa, whoa. Yeah, let's do it. There's a rink right next to the park. Should I figure I... you skate You're from Boston. Should I bring my ice skates? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. You want me to throw my ice skates into my golf bag? I can do that. I can bring my ice skates down. Yes, you yeah. cannot carry them on. They're seen as a weapon. Yeah, no, they're yeah. very sharp. Yeah, just got those things sharpened. Thank you, Shannon. Great stuff. There's our Mariners insider, Shannon Dreyer, and you can read her at seattlesports.com. Only one thing left to do today. <laughs> Let's do some ranking. Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwarmfor's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is Ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Salk. Top ten list. I'm not buying that. Ranked. What are you laughing at? Me skating. Uh, you don't think you could skate? Uh, no, not well at all. And you've got your little embroidered name on your skates. Yeah, embroidered. Yeah. <laughs> and my first thought, this is how I know I'm getting old. My first thought was like, ah, oh, I'd break a wrist. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to do that again. Yeah, yeah. First Can you skate more? Can you ice skate? I mean, I've tried it just when they have like the rink at the Seattle Center at yeah. Christmas and stuff. I okay. can barely. Okay. <laughs> I bet you Shannon can do like a double axle. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sounds right. All right. Today, since yesterday we ranked slow, yep. today we're going to rank fast. Let's go in the other direction, and we will we do this one, this. Uh, you know, fast. I want to go fast. There you go. There's uh, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> he wants to go fast, as you know. Uh, Brock, this one's for you. I know you love the country music. You don't look at What is Reba singing at the Super Bowl? Is she doing what? America the Beautiful? Oh, I don't know. She's part of that. Yeah, she's definitely part of that. Was that Reba? That was not Reba. Just check. Is she but doing the anthem? I don't know. No. Who is? no. Uh, maybe. She's not doing the halftime show. I know that. Reba McIntyre. Anthem? Singing the national anthem. Oh, that's cool. She's doing the anthem. Honestly. Doesn't yeah. she do, uh, does she play the slide guitar? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Who am I thinking of? I don't know. We have a lot of questions, she a not a lot of answers so far, right? Are you, no, I don't think Ruby plays guitar. Okay. <laughs> she just sings. 
Mm-hmm. Fancy Don't Let Me Down. Oh, I love that song. It's country singers, man. I do Fancy's ranks. So Are you thinking about the Judd song? You thinking about the Judd? I think no, I'm no. thinking of Reba McIntyre. Okay. Oh, right. Let's slide. Do you know why I pulled you over? Because we were driving way too fast. <laughs> <laughs> Super good. Troopers is still so funny. Oh, Fast and All. Fast Compa- and All? Yeah, the company. Uh-huh. It's funny that, that we wouldn't have gotten every single Fast out there because we were fastidious in the way we went through this list. Mora just r- r- reminded me of a good one that maybe it's not top five worthy, but Slim Fast. Ultra Slim Fast, for Ultra sure. Fast. Okay. to be a top five? Come on, man. One hit wonder. No chance. Love fastball. This is the, you know that song is based on a true story? You should look it up. It's really yeah. Good. I did know that. Fast signs? Fast what? Fast signs? Fast signs? Big signs. Okay. That's another yeah. company. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool Black Rose. I listened to their uh, new single. It's pretty good. They're coming to uh, McCaw Hall. Too. I don't know what it is, man. I should like that. Should be one of my oh, favorite bands. God, I, I love them. Not bought in. Love the Black Crows. Where are you on Daft Punk? Uh, also kind of right in the same same category. Kind of wish you liked them more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get They're everywhere. Kanye sampled that and stronger. Yep. It also reminds me, Brock. Do you remember the workout thing? I thought. Yes, I don't know if this was remembers. national. Bigger, faster, stronger. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, they had clinics at Auburn High School back in the day, bigger, stronger, yeah. faster. Mike yeah. Hewitt attended them wearing his short little coaching shorts. Oh, I bet he looked yeah. good. The ones that are wider at the top than the bottom? Yes. Those are great. <laughs> Miss those. Too fast. Drop. Too furious. I'm too fast for y'all, man. Drop. Too fast. Drop. Too furious. Oh, are we going to go see Luda? Guy. I want to go see Luda. We got to go see Luda. Yes. He's coming. We got to go see him. Yes. Yeah. Where's he playing? EQC? Yeah. Let's see. We got a band that I did see in concert. Faster Pussycat. There you go. Mm. What is that? I know that song. It's Faster Pussycat. What? Brock wants to fast down. Brock wants to fast forward this. Definitely. There's just so many that sound like wannabes. Can I just say that? I mean, they were a one or two hit wonder. Yeah. But that's what they are. That's fine. Yeah. Just a role player. Brock, what's your favorite fast food of all time? One item. Not a meal. One item fast food. Spicy chicken sandwich. Chick-fil-A. Yeah. yeah. Chick-fil-A Wendy's is right there, though. Yeah. Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich yeah, is not bad. Spicy the the uh, uh, jack-in-the-box spicy jack chicken? Yeah. I love that, man. Too thin a chicken. Really? That's yeah. always been one of my, my very Spicy very deluxe chicken sandwich at Chick-fil-A <laughs> dipped in a little Chick-fil-A sauce is just... Fire. Yeah. Oh. It's like a good Arby's sandwich every now and then. This one only works when it's edited, for the record. Okay. Because that's not really the lyric, but for the radio edit, (laughs) you can shake it fast. Little Mr. Cat. He's not a very Were you thinking of Bonnie Raitt? Yeah. Isn't that who we were talking about? There you go. They're not the same person? They're not the same person. Darn it. I was, I was thinking about that, Bonnie Raitt. I, like, I think both you have know red hair, Bonnie I think. Raitt. Yeah, they both have red hair, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was definitely thinking of Bonnie Raitt. Mm-hmm. I thought that's the, who you were talking about. You ever see the TV show Fast and Loud? No. Richard Ross. Here we go. We got very little time. The top five, Brock, for you. I've been thinking about this, Mr. Hand. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm, I'm here, here and you're, and you're here, here, doesn't that make it our time? Our time? Right. <laughs> oh, yes. Fast time. Of course. Yeah. So good. That's number five. Number four, Motley Crue. Sound like Molly Girl. 
It's like their first song, man. This is like their demo or something. You know what I will not be cooking fast Sunday? My ribs. Mm. No. Slow. I'm doing ribs on the Traeger. Yeah, the slow cooker time. didn't make the top five slows. No. Mm-mm. What about a fast break in basketball? When it's done well. True. Certainly. Yeah. Fastback Mustang. Nobody's texted that in yet. No, you said you didn't have a lot of time. Number three. You get a fast this is three? I yeah. To to this brought the world Maybe together we this did. week. It did. Yeah, it's it's a bipartisan thing. Yeah. Where were we driving? We were driving together when I we played that, and you were like, Luke Holmes did that? I, I still don't really know who Luke Combs is. I saw him the other day. Oh I'd never heard of him. You'd like him. Oh You'd like him. Would I? What yeah, would I like about him? I think you'd like his voice. His talent. That was number two? That was number three. three. What? Okay. Man, yeah, that was number three. Oh, faster. Okay. Well, there's a pretty good reason. I think I think you will agree when we get to the top two oh. why they are here. Number two. Sorry. I mean, Chris Chapman Good, the Eagles. My dad just came on and said this was one of the best moments of the show. Okay. I mean, that's going to be number two. Bobby Wagner's Fast 54 comic book. Yeah. Oh, not, that's true. I forgot about that. That's a good one. one. Not number one. Brock, I hope you know what number one is. Faster. 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 <laughs> that's number one right there. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm sorry. Uh, Apologies uh, to Tracy. I mean, her song yeah. is great, but you that's can see fair. why it was only yeah, yeah, number yeah, three. No, no, no that's fair. That'll <laughs> <laughs> never get old. That no, will never get old to me. Every single time I hear it. That one and Sack Fumble, those two, just pretty darn good. Can you pick up the tempo? Almost 15 years. Can you pick up the tempo? That's the funniest thing I've thought of in 15 years. There's no doubt. That's pretty good. All right, that'll do it for today. Um, Go take a nap. Thank you. I, I don't think I'm going to sleep tonight. Maybe we'll both be on the same page. That'll be what good. If, what if I got a loose fast Friday and yeah. I got no sleep and you got no sleep? I think sleep. we're going to be playing the fast and loose here. Uh, stick around and listen to Bump and Stacy. Hopefully uh, you guys didn't uh, lie about me to Stacy, who I did not say was old or looked old or anything like that. Just shocking how young Bob looked. That's all. Yes. I want to be clear. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. We will have, uh, have Kurt, Warner. Kurt Warner to join us. And uh, we'll talk to you then. Till then, the hey. Barn, barn. See you, everybody. Get to the chopper!